The holidays are expensive across all advertising channels. There's no doubt about that. You need to see a pretty big lift in your conversion rate in order to really back out and make it on channels like Facebook and Google Shopping. Less competitive channels like Nextdoor typically have lower CPMs and should be explored this holiday season. Now is a great time to start testing on Nextdoor, see if you can make it work for your brand. Why should you advertise on Nextdoor? There are nearly one in three US households. They skew towards that of the household decision maker, higher household income, and are typically parents. If this is who you're trying to reach, give Nextdoor a shot. If you're listening to this podcast, you're eligible for $300 in ad credit with no spend necessary. Nextdoor is still in beta, so apply, fill out the form. If you're fit, they'll give you, they'll schedule a call with you. Just mention my name or e-commerce uncovered after you go to nextdoor.com slash Matt, and you'll get that $300 credit for free. Once again, that's nextdoor.com slash Matt. Hello and welcome back to another rousing episode of the E-Commerce Uncovered Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Lady. I can't even take myself seriously. Uh, I'm the one who sits in front of the mic, usually wears hat and glasses. Today, I'm joined by Tony. Tony is a longtime Twitter friend, first-time caller on the podcast. Uh, first time taking off Twitter DMs. We've been chatting it up for quite a while. Tony's a beast at Facebook ads, Instagram, uh, social, creative... CRO, a lot of strategy, just been in the game for quite a while, and is a great fun guy. So welcome to the show, Tony. Happy to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. You're bringing the energy here. Might be bringing some coffee, but I'm like, I need some coffee now. Ah, Laura Dripsome uh, just sponsoring this podcast. (laughs) No. uh, So uh, you were also a big proponent and big early brand advocate, loyalist of my brand last year, Civitas. Graphic tees for the D2C community. And you're not wearing one. Why are you not wearing one right now, Tony? <laughs> They're dirty. They're dirty. Like I, I literally looked today. I was I was planning on it. I was like, I gotta get I gotta get my shirts on. They're dirty. They're all dirty. I wear them literally all the time. And it was crazy too, is I actually wear them in client meetings and I've got compliments from different clients. Like, wow, I love that shirt. Like the clicks over customers one or clicks are greater than customers or customers are greater than clicks. I totally got it wrong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're like, I love your shirt. I'm like, yeah, it was this brand that was really cool. And I don't know where it's at now, but I'm, I'm hoping it's coming back. <laughs> oh yeah. I, uh, I had to burn it to the ground, <laughs> like put it out. It's misery for yeah. a little bit. It's coming back in some ways. So, okay. We're, be- we're on the pod. We're jamming. We got energy hype. Um, Tony, what is... What do you think most people get wrong when they're first starting with Facebook ads? Especially around Black Friday. (laughs) Oh, especially around Black Friday. That's crazy. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's a a big one. Um, That's a good one. I think some of the... Controversial, but I think I think some of the deal stuff sometimes people can get wrong. Like I, I like deals. I'm on both sides of the fence. I love people that run deals. Some people I think really want to do deals like crazy, and then I'm like, check your margins, check what's going on in the back end of things. Um, so I would say, yeah, deals. I would say um, expectations. I think um, every year's crazy and different, but at the same time they're very similar. <laughs> like like costs are going to skyrocket, so get it when you can. Um, it, yeah, things that people do wrong. I'm trying to think here. I, I I think the main thing for me is 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 expectations and yeah how you're how you're handling how you're planning um, the befores the durings the afters all that sort of stuff like um, some like even just recently meeting with clients and then being like okay when do you need creative I'm like I needed it yesterday <laughs> like that kind of like you need to plan this like almost a quarter if not earlier um, more and more I feel like to um, getting tons of creative I know we're we're um, talking to people that might not have huge teams, but like varieties of creative. Um, it, it goes back into like principles of like just ad creative and testing, but just having different creative, different ad angles, um, different offers for different people, all that stuff. I don't want to ramble on, but um, yeah, setting those expectations, really diving in um, in, in the high level to what, what are your goals? What are you trying to achieve um, in this Q4? Uh, but also thinking about that fun Q5 that, that happens right afterwards too. So that's my answer. It's like, just think about everything. There you go. Yeah. So every, what they get wrong is everything. Okay, cool. No, no, no there's a few things I, I pulled out. Don't worry. I was listening. That's my job. Uh, different types of creative. Okay. Different kind of segments and personas and offers. So it's like, oh, you have this sort of 
this bag is more for this sort of guy. And then this sort of like this pant is more for this type of person. So like have different creative and different people representing them, right? Like just yeah, definitely. have people see themselves in your products. Don't just, yeah. Yeah. I think that's huge and it is tough, uh, but you can try to trade product um, for creative with your customers. You can just ask your, try to ask your VIP customers even more. Uh, there's a, there's a few ways to get around it. Um, yeah. And I've been telling people a lot lately, like think like Starbucks and be like Starbucks. And it's funny cause you're, you're chugging Starbucks you know, <laughs> today. So it's, it works out, but I'm like, you know, you walk into a Starbucks, no matter what, usually it's like, no matter what time of season it is, what year it is, like you, what year, what season it is, you walk in and you kind of know what season it is when you just look at the board. I'm like, make your creative like that, especially now, like put a tree behind you, put, put presents by you, like do the, yeah, it's corny, but like people love that stuff. They eat it up, you know? So like put a pumpkin spice latte in the corner, what, you know, like all that yeah. <laughs> fun stuff. Um, I definitely think about the seasonalities of that sort of stuff too. Um, but then talking deals too, think about like just um, the offer in different ways. Like if it's BOGO, like maybe try just saying 25% off if you buy two instead of buy one, get one half off or whatever, like try the different um, creative angles of $100 off versus 10% off and all that fun stuff too. Um, yeah, a lot of testing to do for sure. Um, I'd say to focus on, um, if you can test testing those kind of things earlier, if possible, um, focusing on getting into kind of like more of the organic retention side of things. So, so like conversations I've had with clients is like, you know, if we want to, if we know ad prices are going up really high, um, kind of black Friday, cyber Monday, why don't we push really hard for email and, and SMS signups now, you know, and, and start growing those and then hit them hard or, organically for a lot less, you know, when those prices are high. So thinking about that kind of stuff um, and diving into that and those kind of strategies, giveaways or whatever you might be able to do or um, things like, you know, get on the list early. Um, I heard one podcast, can't think of the name of it, but um, someone was like, you know, we'll we'll sell out of this to 1% of our customers or something like that. So it's like lingo like that you can do to like scarcity type stuff for Black Friday, Cyber Monday is always good. So like emphasizing why it's important to get on the list to get the deals early because only a certain percent of people might be able to get them. Um, there's a lot, lot of things you can do there. Yeah, uh, you like so many things and you, you talk just as fast as me, so it's hard to keep up. So <laughs> yeah. it was like, let me let me back up and let me point out a few really cool things you mentioned that I think uh, not too many people or haven't said it this way yet on the show. So <clears throat> the margins, you cannot, please do not, please, 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 please do not just copy the e-commerce yeah. playbook that you found. <laughs> the off sale. <laughs> yeah. 20 to, uh, from 2021, like, oh, I'm just going to copy and paste this, not change anything, do it last second. And, oh, they, they're uh, offering 35% off, but your margins don't really allow for that. Uh, yeah. Barely organically, let alone with paid on top. And so what we keep saying, uh, so there's that. So, again, know your numbers, figure out what your gross margin and your net margin profits are. Uh, after cost of goods and after ad costs. And what we're saying is ad costs are already rising now, a month away. <laughs> uh, CPMs are yeah. spiking now because people who have done this more than once or twice realize that it's the cheapest it is now, today. It only gets more expensive as we go. So what we, what we, we folks that have been around a couple of years say is buy the traffic now. Get them on your email yep. list, get them in your retargeting pool so you can communicate with them at a later time more cost effectively while all the big brands come dump all their money in uh, actual Black Friday day and just blow everyone out of the auction. Um, so yep. still have spend during that time, but if you, again, if you're a bootstrap smaller brand, you'll probably have to try to buy uh, some traffic beforehand. That's the Those are the most important pieces. There was a bunch of other good stuff in there, but uh, <laughs> we could... We could just keep going on and on about that uh, over and over and over. So I want to kind of, uh, ah, sorry, there was one last really good one, is the offer testing. And I think I want to add that you can use for next year, maybe if this is your first or second Black Friday, you're not as well-versed, but maybe next year, use the holidays throughout the year to test your offers. You yeah, like yeah. you do the discounts ahead of time and see what works. So, and because my twenty percent off versus your free gift with purchase, your free gift with purchase is probably better. But I don't know. I don't know for your specific yeah. brand and product. So, just 
just want to really call that out for uh, thinking about that. And again, now my fi- my next question, finally, after recapping your awesome little <laughs> little spiel there, Q5. What is Q5? I thought uh, quarter a uh, year only has four quarters. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a quarter Facebook invented to make more money, right? Like, <laughs> no, Q5 is it's an interesting one, and we hit it hard um, a few years ago. It's been I'd say a while since I've really done it, but I'm, I'm already talking because I have a few clients that are, are pretty good for it. Um, this year, um, Q5 is kind of the period right after, I think technically it's, I could be getting it wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's right after Christmas. And it's kind of like that, that window from Christmas to like the new year, like those few weeks, or I don't know how long that time is. It's a, it's a short period of time, yeah. or maybe it's after Thanksgiving during Christmas. I don't know. It's, it's after Q4 sort of, but it's sort of that time kind of right after everyone's pushing really hard for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So actually what you find typically before I, this year's a totally different year in a lot of ways, but before some of those years, right after that kind of big Black Friday, Cyber Monday push, brands just stopped doing ads again. So like prices, CPM started dropping again. So there's kind of like this end of year push that you can do um, where CPMs are low. Um, and it's great for things like I always tell people like, do you have a bunch of stuff that you bought that no one's buying that you just want to give away or whatever? Like it's it's good for like the warehouse clearance sales. If you've got like new products coming in and you need room, um, things like that. Like we had a guy uh, that we worked with before that like, he ordered tons of like Gator face masks, you know, and Facebook like loves and hates those, those, and that's a whole other spiel. Uh, but he had tons of them, so we're like, just give those away with each order, you know, like stuff like that that you might be able to do, or like stickers or T-shirts or like whatever you have surplus of that you might be able to get rid of just to make room for stuff, uh, but also just to get rid of um, while prices are cheap. Um, it not necessarily you have to do clearance and close out and all that kind of stuff too, but it is a good time for that. Um, but then it's also thinking about the, the new year, new year, new year, new you, um, coming up too, and, and what you might be able to do to prep for that, um, and get things out the door kind of for all the new products that you might have coming in. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point about, uh, the product timing, uh, knowing yourself and knowing the brand and your offer, like, are you a health and fitness brand? January is probably yeah. bigger than Black Friday for you. And so Black yeah. Friday is basically your testing for testing offers for January, yeah. uh, New Year, New Use, all that stuff. I uh, love the clearance. I'm excited because I yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm I'm excited because I have a I have a, a healthy brand that I'm working with right now, but I also have a party brand that I'm working with right now. So I'm like I like no Q1's gonna hit really hard with the healthy brand, but then like towards the end of Q1, the party brand's gonna take off too. And like people are like, all right, I'm done with. It. <laughs> so I'm excited. Like <laughs> yeah, and right now but... I think like Thanksgiving, Christmas, like there's still holidays and New Year's, so like maybe the party brand's still good up until. January, February, and yeah. then it'll pick back up. <laughs> oh, man, that's kind of sad. <laughs> but I, that's, not, yeah. that's not our problem. Um, okay, so, man, this has been the most chaotic but fun podcast I've had so far, Tony. I'm not going to lie. Um, okay, where are we going from here? Okay, so <clears throat> creative. Creative and copy. Outside of Black Friday, just generally speaking, just normal average Tuesday running Facebook ads and, and Instagram. Where do you start with creative and copy? You you bring on a new client or you're doing an mm. audit. You're you're in that process. You're like, ah, this is good creative and copy that I can amplify and make it results even better. Or is it is it sometimes like, oh, the creative and copy is not that good. I can I can make it better and improve the results as well. Like, how yeah. do you view creative and copy when you're like looking at new brands? Yeah, I kind of like to pride myself on this with like working with a lot of new companies is like we really, it's pretty much me, um, <laughs> I really dive into kind of the research before, like usually before running ads, I spend like a week usually, if not more, two weeks, like this one client we just got um, two weeks now, I'm pretty much spent on research. Um, with that too, it's going in and looking at the ad account, seeing if there's things that are just messed up too and just doing structural changes. Uh, but a lot of times I'll tell people like, I'm not going to touch much the first week or two. Um, I might kill things that are just horrible and you just don't need to be running those. Um, but I'll look at performance, um, in so many different places. So I'm looking at, um, diving into research for like, uh, Shopify, what, what are your best selling items? What are those looking like? Uh, what's your average order value? What's your lifetime value? 
um, looking at Facebook ads, Google ads. Um, I go through all the creative that they might have if they have a folder or whatnot. And I'll just look right away. Like, do they have UGC? Do they have like social proof? Do they have like cheesy images with like five stars and reviews on them overlays or like random things like gifts? Do they have seasonality type things? Um, so I do a fairly big audit of everything going on. Um, the next level that I really like to dive into when it comes to creative and what we're, what we're going for with strategy is I dive into the reviews. So I, I spend, it's usually like a full day, I would say, like a, it's a ton of time. Um, we're hopefully making software for it, hopefully one day, we'll see, uh, which could be cool. Um, but basically what I do is I, I export tons of reviews. Um, Nick Shackelford kind of mentioned before, like do a word cloud of four or five star reviews and a word cloud of one and two star reviews or so. Um, I'll do that. That's kind of the first step. So you kind of see high level, what are people mentioning? Um, if there's a lot of SKUs, it's usually the best selling product that I'll look at or the best top two selling products. It's not like I'm going to go through every single SKU most of the time. Um, depends on the brand though and kind of how we approach it. Sometimes I might later do more research for a different product or whatnot too. Um, but I dive in, I, I export those reviews, do word clouds. But then the next thing I do is, and I think I might've told you about this before, uh, but we go through, we, I just read through every review, uh, not every review. I read through about a hundred reviews. Um, not every, cause some, some people have like 5,000 or more reviews and I'm like, this is not, no way. Uh, the word cloud helps with that, but, uh, I, and I'll just read through and I, and I, um, I have an open mind and I look for basically everything I can find that it's, that's going to help me out. So I look for. Did they say they had this kind of job? Did they say they bought this for their grandkid? Did they say they use this in this way? Um, and then I kind of have a, a, a worksheet that I have. It's just a, a Google sheet. And I write down different demographic avatars that they might say. Um, I write down uh, pain points and, and benefits that they say too. And then I tally those. And then I sort those by uh, most listed pain point and benefit. And then from that, I look, is the distribution even or is it not? If it's lopsided, is it just like a pain point that they're saying or is it, or is it this main benefit or is it like four different benefits? And then from that, I basically combine all the, the uh, data together from analytics and Google ads and everything too and just say, this is kind of your avatar. This is why people are buying your product. Um, these are the main reasons. And I look at the creative or the ads that they're running. I'm like, yeah, you're way off here or you're pretty, you're, you know what you're doing. Because um, we ask that too in our intake process. We pretty much go through that same thing and say, why do people buy, buy from you? What, what makes your brand better than your competitors and all that kind of stuff. And it's, and what, you know, what's your avatar look like? What's your ideal customer? Um, we dive into that a lot too. And then we compare the two and sometimes it's, it's on point. Sometimes it's, it's not, and there's a gap. Uh, so we kind of approach that. And then we, from that, I usually have like, I'd say like 30 minimum, like creative ideas from that of like, you need a video that says this or this or that. And it's usually just what the people said, you know, like we use this in this case, or I had this pain point or this or that. And then we're just, I mean, we're just reflecting. It's just reverse engineering basically. So we're not guessing. Um, but then from that too, we can try, you know, if there's four main uh, pain points or four main benefits that people mentioned, we can try those in their own um, video or whatnot too, or image and, and test those out even more. A lot of goods there. <laughs> Uh, word cloud, uh, take your top reviews and your bottom reviews, see what you need, maybe to need to improve on. Maybe your customer support you didn't realize is like crap. And it's like four days response time. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, you say four hours on your site. That's a huge miss expectation that can eventually affect you. Like your Facebook page, like score feedback score and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So that's always really important too, to look at the, the ones and twos as well. Not just the. The fours and fives. Uh, everyone gives the fours yeah. and fives advice. Only Tony gives the <laughs> ones and twos advice. Uh, and shout out to Nick as well. Um, yeah. And then I think I, I think that's uh, all really good. And I all those ideas just like just come out of nowhere after you do all that. And it's not out of nowhere. You did. You were staring at this brand for a week, like or two. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's all yeah. you're thinking about. You're like, you're like in the uh, in the shower in a hot tub. You're just like, ah, oh, let me think about this angle. And Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> that's where the creativity comes from. Is when you actually step away yeah. from the screen, right? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Like how much I'm on other platforms, just looking for ideas and, and examples and whatnot too. Um, and that's another part of it too, is I'll look at, um, other platform, um, results and, and stuff too, but, but looking at competitors too. So we'll say, you know, who are your competitors and I'll go in and I'll look at what's their engagement on Instagram. How, what's their following on different platforms? Are they killing it on TikTok? Is this and that? Cause I look at like, if you're killing it on TikTok, I'm telling my clients, like, look at what they're doing on TikTok and you probably need to be doing very similar stuff because they have an account with like over a hundred thousand followers. They're doing something right. So get inspiration from that. Um, 
I'll look at Instagrams too and, and, and look at like this, the, the imagery of it, right? So if they have a, an engaged brand on Instagram that's blown up too, um, I, I similarly, I'm just like, what are your competitors doing? Uh, but then sometimes you can find really cool gaps from that too. So like how they're wording their products. Um, another level too you can go into, um, like if you really want to go deep, deep into it, um, you can look at kind of um, ads and stuff if you can pull up competitor ads and look at ad comments um, or negative reviews on your competitors too and see does your product um, talk to those negative um, instances, does your product fix those or is it better because of that or whatever reason. Um, another thing too, an easy one, if, you're, if your client is on Amazon, they do the the the, the, the the top pain points benefits really well and you don't have to do that. It's more of like a word cloud again at the bottom by the reviews. So that's an easy one too. And I, that's part of my process too. I'll write those words down um, just to see how people are talking there too. Yeah. And a lot of these um, review platforms too, you'll have to read whatever one you're using, but some of them too, they actually like you, you give the right to um, commercial, uh, commercial license for posting a video and image too. So there's stuff like that that you might be able to even pull those into running ads too. Um, but then going and looking at, I'm, I'm rambling again, but a lot of good stuff here, yeah. but then, um, to looking at brands, uh, like tag posts, right? There's a lot of people that tag, um, mostly it's photos compared to videos, but there are some videos that you might see out there, but being able to reach out to those people too. I don't typically do that, but I'll, I'll reach, I'll tell the brand, like, you gotta be reached out to these people, you know, like you have really good creative here. You gotta start working on a deal with these guys cause they already love your brand. Like those are the people you're looking for. So. Almost every single channel gets more expensive during the holiday season, especially Black Friday, Christmas, this sort of time of the year. I would recommend you try Nextdoor. They typically have lower CPMs and that expect them to hold uh, at that lower level. They typically have higher income or parents and have a higher household income. So if this is the people you're trying to reach, definitely give Nextdoor a shot. Uh, I partnered with them. They're sponsoring this podcast and you're eligible for $300 in free ad credit with no spend necessary. Sign up at nextdoor.com slash Matt, fill out the form. And if you're a fit, they'll schedule a call with you and get you all set up. Uh, once again, if you mention my name, Matt, or e-commerce uncovered podcast, you'll get that $300 for free. That link one more time is nextdoor.com slash Matt. Yeah, yeah, dive into it. Yes, <laughs> that was a deep dive. Some Alice Wonderland metaverse like travel <laughs> shit. Yeah, that was cool. Basically, it came just came out the other side. Um, <laughs> I want to touch on the last point. Uh, it's really good and like, and it seems so simple, but still, I, I don't. Uh, that's like squeezing the lemon. Like you're getting more lemon juice. There's still more there. Like you can do all you can with the ads yep. and this like ROAS and all this fun stuff. But those one-to-one -one organic relationships, those people that are already supporting your brand, just amplify them, like help them, give them 10 seconds of your time brand owner and say, Hey, loved your post. Uh, I would love to share it uh, later and use it. Can you just send it to me? Most people are not influencers and creators and aren't going to be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to charge you 500 bucks for it. Like yeah. some will, some will, and that's okay. Like that's up to you to decide if it's worth it. But most customers are just happy to be featured on your social and like be a part yeah, of something and be a part of something bigger than themselves. So help your media buyer help you by doing all the little <laughs> extra things uh, while Tony's yeah. going through the uh, metaverse and traveling through space <laughs> and time uh, to help you increase yeah, your ROAS. So, so that's cool. Um, uh, how, if you were starting a brand in January of 2022, what are some words of advice uh, you would give to a new owner or yourself uh, knowing what you know so far and where you think e-commerce is trending and heading based on your experience the last several years? Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's kind of that point you said, but just the one-to-one -one connections. I think that's so powerful and like, so many people lose sight of that. Um, yes, it's it's like the review metaverse process I was talking about too. It's very in depth, but it's worth it in the end. And like a lot of these, like I, I'm just comparing it now to like when I was doing music and like you'd start a show and there'd be like 10 people there, you know, and like you have to like perform in front of 10 people, five people and your, your goal is to win more fans over like similarly with like a store, like that's what you're trying to do. Like talk to people, get the word out there. 
Um, I worked with with um, some brands before, like years and years ago, and we were a supplement company, and like we pretty much had to just give away the product to get people to know about what the hell the supplement even was and what it did and the benefits and all that kind of stuff. So. I would definitely say um, give more than <laughs> than think about profitability. I'd say in the in the in the very first starting out, like you really have to think about like how can you how can you get the word out? How can you just build these relationships organically? Um, but then too, how can you over deliver? I think that's that's a huge one too. Um, there's a lot of brands that um, I think you did this well with with your shirt brand, like just the small things that you can do, like throwing in stickers or handwritten note if you can, or um, anything, just a little bonus item, or or even if, if it's just the packaging or, or whatever, like little things that you might be able to do. Yes, they eat into like margin sometimes, but like in the end, like your brand and and the uh, the brand value is going to be just so much higher than like an Amazon brand that's just shipping and you know, they don't care about any of that stuff. So you really want to dive in and think about that kind of stuff and what you can do to, um, really win over these people really early on because those like, there's, there's so many brands out there that it's just a one-to-one, like you bought it from me. We'll see you later. Like that kind of connection. (laughs) And the more that you can just dive into building that relationship, um, and start talking to these people, asking to use images if they're there, if you're, if you're doing something like that, like send them a care package or something too. Like if they're letting you use an image, like, like show up and do do more for them. Um, I remember like, and think too um, of like negative customer experiences because they happen. Like it's going to happen regardless. Sometimes people just have a bad day. It's not even your fault. Think about how you can turn that around into like turning that person into an advocate, which is sometimes crazy and like really hard to do. Sometimes you're just like, no, f this guy. <laughs> like, and and some sometimes it's worth it. Like sometimes you're like, okay, maybe we'll let this guy go or whatever. But there are some people that like they're just having a rough day and you can win them over and they will tell ten more people because of that. Um, I think back when I was working at that supplement company, we had a guy, his order got late. It was like a subscription service. His order was late. So we complained, you know, just went off on the phones and we realized he lived like, right, like, like 20 miles North of where the office was. So I literally made a care package and drove to his house and was like, Hey, we're just going to bring it to you. Cause he had like a flight the next day. He's like, we can't get it in time. Like we're going to drive it to you, you know? And we gave him like extra bottles and, and gave him like a Nerf football and all this other <laughs> brands. It was sports related. Yeah, so yeah. The, the cheesy corny brand branded stuff, you know? Um, and he loved it, you know, and now he's like, you know, an, an advocate and like a whole, uh, that lifetime value just skyrocketed for that guy. So think about that. Like, like not being, it's very easy to be, um, in the weeds and, and like you have to make money and, and all that. But I, I'd say loosen up some <laughs> at the start because it is, uh, um, it's going to take longer. Um, it's going to be more expensive, you know, and it's going to take more work than you probably think. So, um, have fun along the way, but, but build those good relationships and, and don't burn bridges <laughs> with those people. Yeah. <laughs> Another long winded answer. <laughs> no, good, man. We got it. <laughs> Time doesn't exist in the metaverse, so like we have all the time in the world. Then uh, I keep making metaverse references, and I don't know any. Like I know very little about all that. I just think it's funny with the Wonderland and rabbit hole yeah, yeah. Uh, reference. Uh, do this. Like we we hear this all the time, and it's almost a cliche. But to early founders and people that are product people coming from other industries, maybe they haven't heard it yet. So I'm just gonna keep sh- shouting it out. Do the things that don't scale. Do the things that don't scale. Yeah. Like, yeah. are you, and think about it this way. Would you rather pay your customer and pay them or spend money on them to keep them? Or are you going to throw more money at Zucks and like, hopefully that he gives you a customer yeah. back? Like, that's the trade-off you have to yeah. keep thinking about is like, ad costs only going to keep going up on that platform. It's going to keep getting more expensive and competitive. It's not a money printer anymore. And so you have to reconsider especially if you're just starting in january 2022 not as much data weight like diversification and like channels it's like Mm -hmm. oh people probably for me man like i'll just give you my answer you didn't ask but i would take a hundred products and just (laughs) send it out to people on tiktok at least a hundred yeah and be like hey yeah here's a new i'm launching uh you seem like you'd vibe with this or i saw you liked this like a hoodie I have a hoodie like that. Check it out. And yeah, I think TikTok is still so underpriced and undervalued in terms of creators like have a bunch of followers and don't realize that like yeah, they can actually get money and like uh, ROI from it already. So they're just like, oh, yeah. cool, free stuff. And that's not to say <laughs> to abuse that by any means. But if you're just starting out, just be real with them. Like, hey, I'm just starting out. Like, here, here yeah. you go. Just 
if you want to post about it, go for it. But I'm not going to, there's not no pressure, you know? So yeah. I think, and sometimes too, if you just relate that to whatever they're doing, right? Like, especially if it's like, like you said, like I, I noticed you love this sweatshirt and ours is just like it. We, you know, we just started this company like that. Like that's so perfect. Like instead of just sending stuff and not really having that added it, and it takes five seconds, half the time, like just look at what they posted about recently. Does it mesh? Does it not? You know, and, and say something about that, you know? Um, it's again, it's like the scalable things or whatever your sentence yeah. was there. <laughs> do the scale, do the unscalable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do the things that don't scale. Um, yeah, it's just. And that's too, like, I, I have clients too that are like, you know, they'll ask me, like, should we? Because I don't, I don't deal with ad comments. I just, I don't have the time for it. I'm like, that's your brand stuff. You can, you can have that fun. Um, and they're like, should we respond to all comments, you know, on ads? And I'm like, yes, like the, the positive and the negative. But like, almost more so like yes the negative definitely but like the positive like you can have so much more of an increase in like your lifetime value just showing up there and just talking to people there and like if they're tagging people like ask that questions you know like just show up um it's easy <laughs> and it doesn't take much time it, no. I mean, it depends on who's running your ads but if you scale up it, it could you might, have to, you might have to get some people to help you out but, yeah but yeah initially it's like you gotta yeah just show up yeah you gotta show up you gotta be there it's your brand it's your product you're, uh, as a founder, I, I found this to be true, even with my short stint with the graphic tees, is like, <laughs> you know your product and brand better than anyone else, but no one else knows it and has been as close to you as it. I No one else yeah. is thinking about it eight hours plus a day as I am. So like what yeah. I think yeah. is so obvious or so clear, so clever or so like whatever, it's just not that some someone yeah. has not experienced it. It's the first time or the second time seeing this they got to adapt and take it all in. So um, it takes time. And uh, I like the ad comment uh, comment about the ad comments. Turn, turn those people, those like either the bad, like bad comments, like you said, turn them into make it a good situation. Like you mentioned with the, you drove to fucking, I totally glossed over that, <laughs> drove over the care package to the guy. Um, that's really, that's, that's, that doesn't scale. You, you were, you were, no, <laughs> Just driving around the whole like in the whole country, just passing out orders. Like Tony's like single-handedly saving like, the right, supply chain. Like <laughs> yeah. you just get a huge truck and start driving around. Man, um, I know we need to get drone dropping, like just like, like yeah. Amazon, but like for D 2 C brands, just like yeah, I'll get your package to you in six hours. Like just, uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, having too much fun. Um, okay, so <laughs> do the things that don't scale. Start organic. Give away shit for free. Try to get attention. And, like, you have to make noise, right? Like, you have to yeah. make noise mm -hmm. and see who listens. <laughs> and then keep, like, listening to them and see why. Hey, why did you like this? What about this was good? Why are you picking me over so-and-so? Like, yeah. try to have those conversations. Email, SMS. Get on a Zoom call with people. Call I don't know, like whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever you're like comfortable with. Uh, you gotta. <laughs> I learned the hard way. You gotta be your the biggest salesman. You have to believe in your brand, yeah. or else. Yeah, I think that that make noise comment was just like perfect too, because like, and I talk to people about that too when it comes to creative. Like, I think sometimes too early, and I see it like with people that are like they've been doing it for years, but sometimes I feel like people are too. Like I get brand identity and I'm not saying you don't have a brand identity, but when it comes to like creative and like making noise, sometimes like you're not going to make noise being a very structured box of a company that's a like copy paste of other companies that are doing stuff these days. You know, like you have to think about how you're going to stand out, how you're going to make noise. Um, yeah, the personal touch is, is there and great, but think too, like with the creative, like how can you, like and there was this one media buyer I was talking to and he was like, you just got to make, like you just got to get weird now. And I thought that was like such a great comment. He's like, because iOS now, like ads are hard, like you got to be weird. You got to like try different stuff. And like, I think that's a, a, a very good point too with a lot of brands that are starting out. Like don't be afraid to, don't be married, I would say too much to that brand identity when you're starting out because you like... You might think this is your brand identity, but people might be buying from from a totally different reason. And now it's like that should be your brand identity. Now, like you've changed. So think about that kind of stuff too, and, and just have an open mind to that. Yeah, and your brand identity exists outside of paid social ads. Like you could be all yeah. branded and cool on email and website and your your yeah. unboxing experience that cost you twenty dollars. <laughs> like you can do all that stuff. Like cool, but 
let me be social on a paid social channel. Like, yeah, let's yeah. be not as refined. Let's get weird. Let's like when you look at you look at your friends' posts sometimes. You're like, what the fuck is that? Like, what? Are, like, what are they doing? What are they posting? Like, you're competing yeah. against that versus a standard like yeah. so put together thing. Oh man, uh, click through rate like a good click through rate nowadays is like one in two percent. <laughs> That's out yeah. of every hundred, yeah. one or two people, right? Just to like put it in perspective. Uh, will actually click on your ad. Not even buy. Like, that just clicks, gets yeah. them to the site. And then the conversion, uh, yeah, I know this is pretty simple funnel math stuff, but then that's, you need one to two to three of those 100 people who clicked to actually convert. So, like, you yeah. need to realize, like, yes, brand identity, stay on brand, design, like, you want to look a certain way. And especially if you are a more luxury or higher end thing then I, of course I understand that. Um, but I think, I think we're both on the same page about let's, yeah. let's be a little more social on social. Uh, yeah, or else exactly. Just go buy TV, radio, billboard, like go door to door and like, I don't know, like that's your brand <laughs> if you care so much about it, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so maybe not door to door. That seems, it doesn't, it doesn't scale, so I, I would approve. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Um, we are... Um, tray tables have got to be up in the upright locked position. Seatbelts are fastened. Uh, we're, we're coming in for a landing in the next few minutes here. Uh, a couple more questions. Uh, I don't know why I want to end this any time before ever, because this is the most fun ever. Um, what... Uh, what are you doing now, or what do you say now that a year or two ago you'd been like, "What the fuck? I would have never believed in that, or like thought that worked, oh. or um, things change so rapidly in our industry, in our times." Like, yeah. ah, I would never run CBO with cost caps consolidated campaign, and then it's <laughs> like, oh shit, that's what's working right now. Uh, uh, you know, so like anything like that um, from creative or strategy tactics, uh, anything you got for yeah. me? Yeah. That's good. Um, I'm going way more onto Google. I would say now um, it's just it kind of worked out with with um, clients and people that we've we've had and, and reaching out to and whatnot. Um, to me, I kind of like it because it's I feel like their attributions it's still messed up, but it's to me it's it's a way more clear than Facebook's because um, they do, they just deal with it a little bit differently, which I don't want to dive into because I'm not that technical. I know some people that are, like Shane. Shane's a beast Shane. <laughs> in Shane. Shane's group. Yep. Um, Shane's sincero. 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 <laughs> he, he supports your T-shirts too. Yeah, he yeah. actually uh, was on a call, and he was on, he was wearing the same shirt when we were on a call together. I was like, yes. Yes. Which is cool. That's so amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was awesome. But anyway, that. yeah, diving back, I would say, um, what was the <laughs> – what, 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 off top. No, good. It's all good. <laughs> what what do you do now or have done recently? Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, versus a year or two ago that you're like, huh? <laughs> yeah, so I'm definitely diving more into Google and just having this um, just uh, a bigger approach to, yeah, what what should we do if if Facebook is up and up in air? And, and definitely like the metrics is one of the things. So I'm definitely like now I'm using Triple Whale. Like, daily um diving into utms way more like before i would always create utms but i think i would really really look at them um it might be like a quarterly thing i might dive and look at traffic and what's going on there with session times and whatnot but now it's like relying on that way more daily weekly you know diving in and seeing what's going on um always have kind of looked at cumulative metrics but that's again with ios like i'd say a lot of it's just changes around ios right so diving into that way more looking at overall what's profitability looking like um talking way more with clients on margins and ROAS and how they get that ROAS and this is actually what it should be and all that kind of stuff too yes um where before like because before it was the golden age like it was like Facebook sweet this is the ROAS I trust this now it's like I don't trust this at all <laughs> like so it's such a different um conversation now so that's changed a lot um and then, yeah, like campaign, campaign structure. I'm still, I feel like, trying to figure it out. Uh, I'm, I'm switching things up so much more now than I used to just because I'm trying to figure out what's the best. Um, so, like, switching from CBO to ABO. Like, I think before, I think I was more on CBO's side a year ago, um, way more in, in, in line with that. But now I'm, like, 
going to ABO. I, I switched recently on a few accounts and tried CBO on some stuff, and I'm like going back to ABO. So there's more of that like guessing the platform and how it's optimizing more now than like before. I was like, I trust you guys, and it was usually pretty good. Um, and I could still change things and audiences and that. Um, audiences too, yeah, a lot different. Just um, uh, remarketing. I'm just doing bigger pools. I'm trying bid cap, cost cap. Um, it's, that's been successful on some accounts. Some accounts, it's just not working. Um, I'm just rambling here. Yeah. Another big change is I've just seen like horrible account performance with some new accounts where like we've we've brought on clients and I'm just like, this is just not going to give you what you want. Like the CPMs are crazy high and then like... I've tried everything I can and your CPMs are still like $70 or $100 and I don't understand why. Um, like just random stuff like that that's going on now, which is just crazy. Um, and then I'd say, yeah, more broad broad audiences um, than like really breaking out and refining things and doing narrows and exclusions and things. It's it's definitely more broad, but I'm not 100% broad. I'm not that guy. <laughs> not, not that guy, not pal. campaign uh, broad and everything. <laughs> like. Just let it run. Yeah, like, throw everything in one thing. No, thirty k. No, yeah, I'm still trying a lot. Like... Yeah, yeah, not doing that because I've I've tried it and it's been up and down usually still. So, so yeah, it's it's I would say, yeah, a lot of, lot of change. Completely different from a year ago, from maybe even six months yeah. ago. No, nah, it's been probably last year or so. Yeah, yeah. two years ago. It, yeah, complete change in so many ways. Creative too. Um, I would say diving into that, like mm-hmm. creative. Um, way more seriously, um, I, I, I dive in and, and, and look at things of like, how are we talking at the middle of funnel, at the bottom of funnel, at the top? What's the creative like? What should we have in different parts of the funnel? We're a bit more before I could maybe duplicate things and not care as much if it was at the top, in the middle, or wherever. But now I'm like way more looking into it. Um, but also the creative, like diving in and like telling clients, like, this just isn't going to work nowadays. Like, you've got to do something more. You got to try something better for a hook, like, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Just revamping yeah. everything basically yeah. now. No, yeah, and, it's crazy. And it's, it's all good, and it's like I think if I ask ten different media buyers, they would say probably nine or ten different things. Uh, even because yeah. yeah. by account basis, it's by brand, yeah. it's by seasonality, it's trends, all this stuff. But I think yeah. the one thing I want to pull out and like take away from all that <laughs> out of the rabbit hole, and the one big thing from that last few minutes is this shit changes. Don't like if you're a brand and want to work with me and you said, oh, three years ago, I got this performance and I don't even know what I'm doing. Well, that's great, dude or dudette. But like, (laughs) that's three years ago and many, many CPMs ago. (laughs) Like, oh, man, like you said, 60, 70, 100 on new accounts. Like we just brought on a client recently and we're seeing that in the first few days and then they've been running ads. So it's not even it's brand new to us not even a brand new yeah, fresh account. Yeah. And we're just like, Oh fuck, this is going to be tough. So, uh, a ch- one change I'll add onto yours that you didn't mention, but I'm sure, um, is rel- relatively common or maybe picking up steam for a lot of people is, is that landing page. So we go for so many yeah. years, we got away. Hey, I'll just toss them to the PDP. That's, that's already existing. That's standard. People get it. That's a normal experience. But I think we need to tailor that even more, uh, like you were saying, with diving into the copy and creative at each funnel stage, and then kind of matching it up uh, with the landing page too to create that full, full customer experience and make it all groovy and, and like smooth. <laughs> and it's not this random dropship thing that you're not sure if you're gonna get or yeah. not. <laughs> and like, ah, yeah, did they just yeah. take my money? And like. Um, I think Facebook's done an okay job over the years weeding out those sort of bad actors, but um, it's still, people still complain uh, in ad comments and reviews, stuff like that happening all the time. Like, oh, is this legit? It's like, I've been working with the brand for over a year. I'm like, yeah, we're legit. (laughs) Like, I trust these people. Like, uh, but but that's still the, that's still the like sentiment sometimes. So, don't use it as an opportunity maybe to educate or inform uh, rather than just like get upset that they're accusing you of like being a scam brand. Yeah. It's like they're just they're used to that environment. And yeah, so that's my little ramble back to you about the landing page and the um, yeah, that more yeah, we, customer we, experience. 
Yeah, we definitely dove more into like CRO related stuff too, of just looking at even just like the homepage, like what is your what's your menu setup look like? And like big shout out again to like Nick Shackelford. Like I went to Geek Out in San Diego and like learned a bunch from like one of the top CRO guys that they had there. And it was crazy just hear his thoughts on like how menus should be laid out and things like that. And he's basically like, you know, have all your product categories at the top because when someone goes to your page, um, yeah, you might have like a unique selling proposition type line where it's ideally that's kind of telling you everything. But quickly you can look at the menu and see like this is all the type of things that they offer. And just that kind of thing, like I've seen a lot of people that just don't have that or they have their brand lingo up there or whatever shop, you know, and then they have all their categories under that. But like little things like that that you might be able to do um, can help out quite a, quite a bit. Uh, we look at, at PDPs too and look at like um, just the images on the PDPs. Like do you have a product on white? Do you have uh, the product in use? Do you have like we, – we like to add call outs now too. So if you have a certain product, like just little arrows saying this is the little feature on the product. Uh, we might have a review picture too or a UGC type picture in there too. Like just like checklist – check those things off the box and just make sure you have these different types of um, creative too. Like that, that stuff definitely helps yeah and then two more lately i've been like diving into just the whole process of like what is it like for uh someone to use your site if you have a pop-up or this or that like do the pop-ups overlay like there's so many so many clients i've had that that, like it's just broken and i've seen it before Where like i'm running ads one week now it's a lot harder to tell but like before you know you could be like oh ad performance (laughs) tanked or ruaz tanked what happened you see oh you added the what is it spin to win game on this thing thing. (laughs) like whatever you know and like I've seen some people have like three or four pop-ups and one visit, and I'm like, you're wondering why conversion rate's so low. Like, so just just doing that and looking at things, um, like you said, like even if you're, especially if you're starting out to um, getting someone that you, that, like even a relative to just look at the site and say, hey, find this product or something, and just see how they use it, and you can you can learn a lot from that too. Yeah. End of my rant. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. This is good. That was not as long as the others. So props to you. <laughs> I was able to follow it a little better. <laughs> uh, but no. But like, the you're a brand owner. You're not the one buying the products. Like you have to just get it out in the public. What I learned and what took too long was like, just speaking from my brief experience was like not getting that yeah. MVP and not treating it like a mm. SaaS where you could iterate and change over time. Your first product is not like the final version of the product. Like I tried to make it so good and perfect and there's no baseline to judge that off of. So do that. But like with your website, with social, with everything, just start and iterate and test and keep going. Um, That's really the only way you lose is if you stop, (laughs) if you give, if things aren't working, you give up, then, then you're dead. But like, if you keep testing and keep tweaking and you're seeing those trends go up and down and you realize that it's not a straight line, (laughs) And there's seasonality and there's inventory things out of your control. I can't, we can't believe we went 46 (laughs) minutes without mentioning 500,000 containers or whatever in LA right now, whatever it is like, yeah, some absurd amount. Um, yeah. So there's lots of, lots of good stuff, uh, for you guys that Tony went over about all things. This whole episode was really good. Talked about black Friday offers and know your margins, uh, free product, uh, test out the, offers throughout the year do things that don't scale drive packages to people's houses if you can like no seriously like once a month i probably email them first though like i I did think and i I think we did i think we emailed them because it's like you don't want to just show up at someone's house either like you like like yeah think about that one yeah 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 i think that that one is a little more uh Especially nowadays, it's more like, okay, like let's not just randomly creep on someone and drive to their yeah, house. Yeah. It's whatever, whatever the reason, it's a little different. Uh, but like, check on that. Think of ways to invoke that feeling of pouring back into your customers. And then creative, try a bunch of different creative. Last thing I'll add on the website, because you talk about the PDP mm. and the different t- images. One thing I thought was really cool I saw on a site one time they did almost like a carousel in the like PDP. So it's like uh, a carousel ad, but it's like an ongoing continuous thing. And it like has the call outs and like it, it flows really well. So it's almost like a story increase the time on site and like viewing the products mm. and all that. So it's uh it's really neat. Uh, Tony, I'm going to leave the floor open up to you on this last one. You got a couple minutes to just, Say whatever you want about e-commerce, D2C, ads, 
creative websites twitter uh anything you want i'll give you the floor real quick before we uh close out and uh de deboard deplane get off the airplane <laughs> okay yeah how do i want to close this out yeah i think um kind of like what you said doing the unscalable is huge um paying attention to those ad comments paying attention to how people are reacting to everything around like how they're reacting to your, to your competitors too um, and then thinking through, yeah, how can you over deliver if it's the unboxing experience or if it's something else? I've seen like great like email like post purchase email flows too that are great um, stuff like that that you might be able to do that like again takes a little bit of time up front but then can pay off a lot more like down the line. Um, general e commerce it's challenging like it's it and it changes. I think we we covered that with ads, but I think like this year in general with with all the shipping issues like it changes for everyone like in so many different ways and I think you just have to be willing to adapt and be willing to adapt and move quickly. Like I, if I had a client actually looking at shipping things on like planes, <laughs> like look at like other options that people aren't doing that you might be able to find and, and have work or whatnot. Um, and like I said, yeah, have someone else use your site and don't like, I think it's super easy for business owners to get caught up on just adding features and doing this and that and not really like, I think, um, Chris Mead from CrossFit, I think he said like one of his processes, I think once a month he tries to buy something from his site. Like something like that can be a pretty easy process to just add in just to see like if we change anything, if we're doing landing pages, just test it. <laughs> Have someone internally probably check, um, tech and, um, check and test it out. Uh, Cause yeah, you can find easy things that, that you can improve. Um, um, yeah, and I guess uh, to round it up for me, yeah, if you want to disconnect with me, I'm pretty much everywhere. Uh, online at Tony does ads. I'm mainly at Twitter. Uh, pretty much 100% of my time is, is spent on Twitter or in, in Facebook ads or Google ads. So yeah, <laughs> make up with me there and we can, we can chat about anything. Yeah. Yeah. Tony's a fun guy. He does the ads. It's in his name. Go find him. Go follow him. <laughs> Tony, thanks for an amazing, rousing 49 minutes and 45 seconds of chatting today. And um, really appreciate your time. And it was a lot of fun. And I think there was some actually good, valuable things in there too. <laughs> which is always which is always good so appreciate it and everyone else we will uh catch you on the next episode peace